Hey everybody, you have come to the third week in a, or the third episode of a series Joshua West and I are doing here on the Gary Wilson Podcast. I'm Gary and this is Josh. Hi Josh. Uh, we're looking in uh, some of the parables. The reason we want to do this is we believe that uh, hungry hearts find more of Jesus when they find his truth revealed in the parables. And also, the, each of the parables deal with a particular element of our walk with Jesus. And so the, each parable maybe hit us all in different ways. Last episode, we talked about the prodigal, and some, some might be wrestling with the prodigal lifestyle uh, or have prodigal children in their family and, and, and want to hear that in particular. And uh, this one has something that I think to, has to do with really uh, our trust in the Father and the outcome of that trust, what it develops in our life. So it's called the parable of the talents, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, look forward to talking about this one with you. I'm I'm in, enjoying it. You know, one of the reasons I'm I'm excited about this parable is because I I think this parable, maybe it's just me, but I've heard it misused so many times, uh, where the gravity of what's really being talked about here is sort of removed from it, and it's used more of this sort of like, almost like as a pep talk to serve more, or give more, or do mm-hmm. more. When really the heart of the parable is is something is something much more eternal, something much more important. Yeah. Um, I think there's some superficial elements of that that is true, but I don't think it really encompasses why yeah. Jesus told the parable. Yeah, that's that's good. Well, let's dig right into it. And instead of reading the whole thing, uh, let's do it expositorially. Uh, read a, a couple of verses and then kind of break good. it down a little bit. Verse 14 of Matthew chapter 25, the parable of the talents. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted them to his property. Okay, so a couple questions for you, Joshua. For it will be like, for what For what will be like? The, uh, kingdom, the, the, kingdom. the kingdom of heaven. Okay, the kingdom I, of heaven will be like, so the, 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 you're like, like, you, uh, does that make sense to you? Uh, I'm trying to find out a little bit more. Well, I, I think a lot of the uh, the if you read so if you the parables that came before this, um, you know, in Matthew 24, this is this is encompassed in a few chapters of scripture that's known as the Olivet Discourse. Right. And so, if you look at this uh, Matthew 24:36, it's dealing with no one knows the hour or time when Jesus is coming, and then we get into what is in my opinion, the scariest parable in the entire Bible, the <laughs> right. parable of the 10 virgins, yeah. because it's almost like people who think they belong to God don't really belong to God. And so on the hills of those two things, it's almost like he continues on this by saying, you know, that a man goes on a journey. A lot of these, even the parable of the 10 virgins is like a bridegroom goes off yeah. and he's going to be coming back. And so I think that sort of is the language here is, is, is a man has gone off and when he comes back, the kingdom of heaven is like this because that statement was already made verses back. You know, and like you said previously, the, the Bible wasn't divided up in chapters and verses when Jesus told it. And so this is a running narrative. Yeah. Um, and the chapters and verses are really for our benefit. So, yeah. you know, when you're teaching me something, you can say, go to <laughs> Matthew 25, verse 3, Josh. Um, but so I think... So in most likelihood, the, the man <laughs> is Jesus and he's going to be with his father... The man, the, there, there's a physical man, Christ Jesus, who is seated at the right hand of the Father. He's still part of the Trinity, uh, never, right. never has ceased to be, and never will cease to be. Uh, and the the journey is uh, a season of him being uh, at the throne and us being separate, not not in the sense that the Holy Spirit is still 
dwells with the Spirit of Christ dwells within us through the Holy Spirit, but the physical man Christ Jesus doesn't dwell on earth anymore. So he's gone. He's gone on a journey, and he's called his servants to us. So, so he's called his servants to himself, and he's he's talking about the last days, kind of preparing. What kind of people are you going to be? So I, I say the first thing I see in verse fourteen. I love the fact that he entrusted to them his property. That, yeah. that that he he sees in us something he wants to develop, uh, and even later on we'll see that mm, this trust can develop into something even greater, right? Uh, greater capacity to um, expand the kingdom. Mm, but but I, the fact that he that he trusts us is pretty overwhelming because I don't I always feel like a trustworthy person. Uh, no doubt. And yet he he trusts. I think that's so cool. One of the things that I that I think is important to interject there too is he's obviously because we'll see through the different people that responded to this in different ways, even the people. So this isn't just talking to believers because this idea that all of us have been entrusted with something, all of us have been given an opportunity. Um, and so the, the con the idea of this is really like the reason you were created and I was created, and even the person who is currently rejecting Christ was created, yeah. was to serve, worship, and to bring glory to God. And so, even if you, even if you say, "Ah, I'm not a God servant," and I don't, you know, the guy who buried the talent, you still are liable because God created you. You are supposed to be a servant of yeah. God. Um, and I, so, I think this idea too, we have to realize that that this is God's really command he commands all to obey mm -hmm. we all you know have this this design to be created for his service and his purpose and so how how we respond to that i think is what yeah. we're about to dig into yeah and and just just kind of camping a little longer on this word entrusted is that every every child of god is entrusted with something some form of gift some type of of uh, capacity to expand the kingdom of god so you're not you're not bypassed. You're not left out. You're not worthless. You're not. You know. Don't don't say I have nothing to offer. Or I don't have. Right. You know. It's just oh, I'm I'm no good at anything. Just you know, just beating yourself up like that. It will cause you to not expand what God has given to you. So uh, trust. And so then he says uh, he gave to one five talents, to another two, to another one according to his ability. A little bit of a strange passage of scripture there. I, I would say one that's can be disturbing in some ways um, if you are a competitive person or if you're a jealous person uh, you 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 can be thrown by this parable uh, because he's saying like oh, I want to be the one who's given five or or there's the comparison oh I only have two and so and so brother so and so or sister so and so has has five or um oh, I'm a poor Christian only has one I, I don't think the point of this parable is uh, to compare, here's a here's a five talent person, and here you're just a two talent person. I'm just a one talent person. Probably in reality, we're all one talent persons. Yeah. Uh, th th this is God distributing kingdom resources, whether it be giftings or callings or positions, uh, abilities. The, the, he's giving them for you know it all. It's all his, and it's all going back to his. So no, nobody needs to take time comparing themselves to somebody else Completely. And, and saying that that that's just that's going to throw you off. That's that's going to disrupt your ability to to serve. And nobody knows whether they're a, a five or a two or a one. I, I just think even trying to label the thing is totally missing the point. 
uh, of Jesus here. I think he's, he's he's trying to say something much deeper than than uh, you have this and you have that and you, you have that. That's we do that in the kingdom of God. Uh, you know the 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 the, the flavor of the month, the, the hot Christian worship team, or the hot right. uh, conference speaker, or the book that comes off the market. That's the you know the 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 big hit, and and then those of us who are working in the field. You know, I, I would say my grandma Carasso, my mom's mom, was probably by the world standard would be seen as a like a one talent Christian. She she liked to bake, and she had I would say maybe the gift of hospitality. But but I think in 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 kingdom perspective, she was probably more like a five. You know, right. Again, I'm not trying to compare her to one of the five, but but you know, it's it's even if we start comparing, it's our mentality. Like, oh, he's he he's the the hot conference speaker now. That's a five talent. Where maybe in Christ's kingdom, it's like, no, that's the one talent. The grandma who shows hospitality is the five talent. So anyway, I just think, I just think people need to be real careful here of reading this the wrong way. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think, I think two things you touched on. One is, you know, we, we, we can be guilty of having a very Western view of this. You know, we think mm. of talents based on as exter- external things, and then we value those things based on what our society values. Right. You know, like the idea that, you know, we, you it's have more popularity or you have yeah. more resource financially, you have more of this. And so we think, oh, he has all these things. Where in God's economy, the faithful woman who had all these you know, she was gracious. She was kind. Yeah. She served people at the church. Yeah. In God's economy, she probably, like you said, was probably a more five talent person right. than a one talent person. There's also another way we can think about it too. Uh, one, the most important thing we need to draw from this is the idea that we are responsible for what God gave us. Yeah. I'm not responsible for stewarding the talents and abilities and calling that God gave you. If I compare myself to you, that's foolish. All and so you know, if if it's a one talent or five talent, I think the the point here is is that God wasn't more pleased with the person that took five and turned it into ten, or the guy that took two and turned it into four. It's not about grandeur; it's about being faithful with what you have. And you know, and this may be silly, falsely. I'm not trying to be falsely humble, but I think of myself as more of a one a one talent person. There's a lot of people I see who are, you know. They have so many giftings, God-given giftings. I look at them, and I could be jealous if I was if I was looking at through natural eyes. Man, this guy can do this. Like a guy that I used to work with in Oklahoma, Lauren. He's a great preacher. He could build a house from the ground up. Like he has all these things, and he uses them all for God's glory. But that, but 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 I think sometimes too, maybe God has entrusted you with less things because he wants you to be hyper focused on that thing. Yeah. You know, and for me, I, love that. I, I, you know, and I'm not trying to superimpose or eisegete myself onto the text, but in my personal life, there, you know, there's really one thing God's called me to do. It's to be a prophetic voice, mm. to proclaim his word, to focus on the gospel. Um, and there are so many important parts of the kingdom of God the people that are doing things that will never be seen are as, as important as that. Maybe they're doing many more things. But the thing I just have to realize is this. Everything that God has entrusted to me, I'm responsible for. Yeah. No more, 
no less. God doesn't want me to be Gary Wilkerson. God doesn't want me to be David Wilkerson. God doesn't want me to be Lauren. God wants me to be faithful with, with what I have and use those things. And then God will, God will bring the multiplication mm-hmm. to our lives. Yeah. But, but I think it's a real consumeristic way of looking at things. And it's hard because it's what we grew up in and, yeah. and, and, not to just belabor my point, but this is one of those places when we started the podcast that the majority of times I've heard this parable preached is not only, it's like, try to be a five person mm-hmm. and, and then develop these into these things. And it really is about the superficial doing yeah. of things, like this idea of your talents being things that you can do to better your life or to better the church. Well, listen, we should do those things, but that's not the heart yeah. where this parable is. And I don't want to cut to the end, but I don't think at the end of our lives, God's going to come to you and say, listen, Gary, I'm going to usher you into a place where there's outer darkness and weeping and gnashing of teeth because you didn't do enough. Right. You didn't you didn't serve as, as many weekends as you should have at your local <laughs> right. church. I think that's the danger of taking the gravity away of what this parable is. And so everything you said is is so true you know and and we have to view this as the upside down kingdom like jesus mm-hmm. is the the least will be greatest yeah. the, you want to be great be a servant yeah. you know and so when when your grandmother came to heaven god didn't say well you didn't pack out any stadiums right. you didn't sell a lot of books yeah. he's gonna look at her and say welcome in good and faithful servant or he yeah. did yeah. um because she used what God gave her in the context he yeah. planted her in. And, and that's, and that's all we can do. Yeah. Yeah. If, if God is not measuring success by, you know, uh, grandeur, by yeah, the largeness of something, then he, but he's looking at an increase in what he's given to us. Then, then each of these, except for the one who buried it <clears throat> has the exact equal amount. You, you, you took what you had and you doubled, you doubled it. Each one had the same result. And so I think that's God's economy. He's looking at more. The context of this, too, is the, just the, you know, as we talk about context, the, the one before that was, you know, the 10 virgins who didn't have oil. And so if if you want to run those two together, I think there's something sweet you can be drawn from this is, is the amount of oil that's given to you, uh, the oil of the anointing, the presence of the Lord, the the, the the pouring out your life before him the a life of worship you know and 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 some you know so each of us have been given this ability to come and 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 so for me if if you know without using measurements of five or two or one right just the the talent or the 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 thing that I think he's given me is like there's this there's this alabaster box. And he's saying, I've poured some oil in it. Will you live a life to see that thing continue to manifest growth? So the oil increases to overflowing. So one day when you break it before me, it's the, it, it fills the room. It's not just some small little incense that you buried under the ground. That's good. So, so, I, so I see this more as like, my talent is not preaching. My talent is not writing. My talent is not this podcast. My talent is not leading World Challenge. Uh, my talent is... I, the Lord gave me this gift to be in his presence and say, I want you. I want to be near to you. I want to love you. And everything else is born out of that. It's exactly and, and if right. If you don't have that, I, 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 I say this all the time. If you don't have the presence, which to me, that's the most important thing, the oil in your lamp, the presence of God, the anointing of God in, in your lamp. If you don't have that, 
all these other things that everybody says are the most important. And and I share the story of, you know, growing up in a church that guest speakers would come and the missionary would say, missions is the most important thing. And a worship leader would come and say, worship is the most important thing. And the uh, the pastor would say, the church is the most important thing. And the Bible teacher would say, studying the Bible is the most important thing. Well, to me, the most important thing is the presence of God, because that is what feeds all those other things. So you can preach, but if you don't have the presence of God, your preaching is nothing. You can be a missionary, but without the presence of God, your missions is nothing. You can teach the Bible without the presence of God. You can be a father, but without the presence of God. So the 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 key element here that I, that we are entrusted as Him. We're entrusted with His presence, and He wants us to see that presence develop. And grow. Now, that doesn't mean there's other elements that aren't faithfulness here, uh, being true to God, just see, seeing God in, in, increase things, other, other things in our life, to be a better father, to be a better preacher. Yeah. Those can be all in, included in this, but I, I, to me, the <clears throat> what, what I want to see increase is faithfulness to Him through the thing that He wants most from me is to me need to be intimate with him to That's be it. a son not just a servant no doubt and i think those external things that are that are really truthfully overflows of what you're talking about is is sometimes what we get fixated on you know um what if you lost your voice and you couldn't be a preacher anymore yeah, right. what if what if the things you did with your hands you couldn't do anymore the 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 joy that god has in you and the yeah. fellowship you have in him it isn't because of the dues. It's, it's because of who you are, you and him and he and you. I mean, this is what Jesus said that he wanted for us. He said, Father, if they could be in, in us, like I am in you and you are in me. And so, and because it's possible, we've seen it before people who have seemingly successful ministries or that are very externally talented in places. And then, you know, circumstances go to show that maybe this person was spiritually bankrupt. Mm -hmm. There wasn't that oil. Right. Um, and to me that you, you did, you sowed, you did all these sort of things, but realistically that person was the person who buried the talent. They, they, they weren't faithful with their life. Yeah. And of course that faith, that faithfulness isn't a do. It's a byproduct of being in Christ. Yeah. It's not this like, it's not a list that said, oh, you achieved all these things. All the things we do with our life for the glory of God is an outflow of, of Christ in us. And the most important reason God created us was, was to worship and glorify him, to mm -hmm. be in his presence. I mean, that's what makes he heaven so beautiful. I, you know, I, when I preach the gospel or do evangelism, an important question to ask people is, would you want to be in heaven, streets of gold, no more tears, glorified body without Jesus? And of course, everyone would say no. But it, when you really <laughs> ponder that question, is, is your treasure the things God provides or is it the things, mm -hmm. the, the Christ himself? And I think that's, that's the treasure. And so any, no matter what talent you have, what abilities you have, what list of things you do, if your life isn't immersed in that, that intimate presence oriented relationship with God, then you're, you're squandering your life no matter what you accomplish. Yeah, that's good. The last one says, uh, verse 24, he would receive one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you were a hard man reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid. I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. So the, the person who, you know, whether you take this passage to be 
the talents being gifts of the spirit that God's given you, or as I'm painting it more, the, the sense of nearness to Christ growing and increasing and capacity to love him and and serve him and give him away to other people. Uh, it, so if you want to have that, if you want to, whether, you know, whether you're taking away the five, two or one, just you have something God gave to you and you want to see it increase, the, by looking at the way to not increase it almost strangely reveals how you're going to increase it. Cause that, so, so, so like, like a lot of times when I'm teaching scripture or, or, or preaching at the end of my studying, I got my notes and stuff. <clears throat> then I ask these two questions. So what? And now what? So, so, so like, so what's the, what's the, what's the, so what of this passage? Okay. So what? So, so, so what does this mean to us? What, what do we do? Well, by looking at this, this, this one who had one talent, his view of God, his, his perception of God caused him not to be able to, has to see little increase in his life. Why? Because he said, God's a hard man. You reap where you don't sow. You gather where there's no seed. And I'm afraid of you. And I hid this thing from you. So it, it's, it's, um, it, it's totally showing his worldview or his view of God, his knowledge of God, so limited to see a wrong view of God. You're hard, you're difficult, you're frightening. Uh, I'm going to hide from you. Same way, going back to Adam and Eve again, I, I sinned and I hid from you. This man probably has some secret sin in his life. And so if that's, if that's the way to not increase, then the opposite would be true. Uh, so increase is not necessarily we're going to work harder and I'm going to find strategic plans to to go from five to ten or I'm going to get a board of directors and say you know we're a five ministry let's how do we get to a ten ministry right um, it's it has to do with your perception of God uh, who who is he to you uh, so the opposite of a hard man would be you're you're a loving man you're you're a gracious man you're a kind. You're you're tenderhearted. You, you're a father who uh, runs to the father. There you go. Back to our last episode, uh, and then I'd say this. Here's a second lie. Here, you reap where you did not sow. Uh, well, if that's a lie, then the opposite's true. You 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 sow in places where, you know, no, no one really is doing it themselves. It's not like you're you're not looking for somebody like, oh, you're a really good person. Let me give you. Uh, it's it's like you're you're sowing into things that really. Uh, you, you you don't have to that that person's not deserving of being so so into their life and the last one the opposite of the fear of the lord is you know the perfect love casts out all fear so loving god with all your heart all your soul and all your mind is actually the means it doesn't sound like that would be if so if you're asking the question the, the you know now what what do i do to become this person who sees the talents increase i would say it be has to do with the internal life more than the external how to, how to do this? Love Jesus more. Learn, learn learn who he is. Study these parables. And this is part of the reason why we're doing this series is so that people can know the heart of God more. Amen. And therefore, then it comes out naturally. It's not, oh, I'm going to earn five more talents or I've only got, he gave me two and I've got one and a half and he's coming back soon. How do I squeeze out that other half? It's no, it's like, I'm going to love you, Jesus. I'm going to pour my heart into you. I'm going to give everything I have to you. And the increase will follow. It, it will be, it will be natural. It's, and you're not hiding it. You're not fearful. You're not running from an angry God. You're Amen. moving into the hands of a very loving God. It's very, very true. Um, I think, you know, based on all the things you just said, 
we, we you're painting a picture of of who got who this master was and who who is perceived to be by this person however we view five talents two talents or one talent we have to boil down this to what the last verse tells us that this parable is ultimately at its core about so there are many variables that we're talking through here but ultimately this is gospel centric mm-hmm. we know this because no matter how you perceive two talents or five talents everybody has one talent everybody has a life mm-hmm. and and you know in Matthew 16:25 what does it say those who long to save their life will lose it but those who long to or lose their life for my sake will find it this person who is centered around himself who buried his life in the sand who didn't do with it the thing that he was supposed to do um lost it it says even those who have theirs will be taken away but those who have more will be given to them and so at the core of this we know that he's talking about what are you going to do with your life Mm -hmm. and this is this is really hinging on the gospel because in verse 30 it says and cast that worthless servant out to outer darkness the place where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth and so how we handle that determines where we there's always this eternal weightiness to these parables there's these other teachings there's these other external parts but christianity is not a works-based religion it's an evidence-based religion Mm -hmm. all the works that god tell us to Mm do or things he commands us to do these are really fruit of lives that are actually planted in that have faith in him and, and trust him so this person longed to save his own life you're a hard man and i held on to what i had with every bit i had the, and you you acknowledged this in the beginning of the parable, but we didn't talk about it much. But you said this parable is about trusting God, and realistically, you're you're completely right. He didn't trust God with his life, so right. he held on to it. He lived safe. He he held on to his money. Everything about the evidence of his life is focused on the fact that he longed to save his life. And Jesus said, "Listen, if you long to save your life, you'll lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, you'll find it." And like other parables say, you'll produce thirty, sixty, or a hundredfold. Right. On this parable, you'll your your life will produce fruit. There'll be evidence of the fact that Amen. you you trust in me as the good master. The good father the good anyways we could go on and on that's good i like the word evidence there that's i hadn't seen it in the in in this particular chapter yet but that's i think you're spot on with that it's uh there's these evidences of of that and then i'd say my my last comment would be i'd love to be that uh verse 29 for everyone who um, has will be given more and he will have an abundance you know so that that uh you know abundantly saved yeah absolutely abundantly secure yeah absolutely abundantly evidencing the fruit of the spirit absolutely uh and then for me my going just circling back to my my one talent is i'm hungry for more of jesus amen and so there's kind of a weird a weird thing here it says but but maybe it's a reality and i'll accept it if it is so somebody refuses to be passionately zealously fervently in love with Jesus and I want that so it's taken from him and given to me it's like well you know it'd be nice if they would have it too I'd love to see it spread but if they you'll have life it, and that life more abundantly I'll take a little bit more if you yeah you want to you you were going to give some revelation to another person as you love to share your truth with us in different ways and means and that person didn't want it 
then you're finding somebody who does want it. You know, mm. you and I will take all we can get. And I think those listening to us would say the same thing. Probably, you know, who would listen to a podcast like this unless they're hungry for more of Jesus? Amen. Uh, who would listen to parables if they didn't feel like they could tap into something more of what God has to offer to us? Uh, and that not being, I'm not talking about materialistic goods there. Uh, like the prosperity movement does, I'm talking about it in the form of uh, hungry for more of Jesus himself. True abundance. Uh, yeah, true abundance. Well, thank you for joining us today, Joshua. Thanks for sharing this. I uh, appreciate you, you know, a couple months ago coming to me and saying, hey, let's let's take some time with those our friends that take the time to listen with us. Let's take some time with them and break down these parables because that's going to bring some maturity and development into their lives. And I think this is going to do that. So thanks for joining us. Uh, continue to uh, follow us at World Challenge. There's some other elements. Uh, Joshua's been doing some studies, uh, just finished up the Book of Romans, and now into 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. And so those are on our website at worldchallenge.org, or you can find them on YouTube as well. And then also the Psalm series that I've uh, been going through is, is there. A lot of other resources and books that are available at our bookstore. Love for you to check that out. Thanks again for listening. God bless you. Grace and peace to you. If you're enjoying the podcast but want to dig deeper, both Gary and Joshua have books that you can buy right now on our online store. Go to worldchallenge.org and click on the store tab at the top of the page. There you'll find books written by David Wilkerson, Gary Wilkerson, Joshua West, and others as well. Check it out today. If you enjoyed today's episode, we invite you to do two things. First, share this with someone else. Second, click on the subscribe or follow button on whatever app you're using to listen to the show. That way you get notified when we release a new episode. Thanks for joining us. We hope to see you next time. <laughs>